0: Well, just when you think this Premier League cannot get more dramatic, we then have a night like this. Uh, welcome along to night 13 of the Premier League Daily. It was unlucky for some, as the old saying goes, and boy, oh boy, is it unlucky for a fair few players. John, I think Jack gobby alongside you as always to chat through one of the another weird night of Premier League. I think that's just the standard line now, isn't it, Gob?
2: Yeah, if everything's continuously weird, is it still weird?
0: No. that's or is what I it think just it,
2: the new normal?
0: Well, as everyone else likes to call it nowadays, then yes, it's probably <laughs> the right way of putting it. But uh, yes, Phil Bars, of course, will join us a little bit later on for the Phil Bars take live from the bubble in Milton Keynes. Um, I, I don't really know. Well, I obviously know where to start uh, on the night 13 of the Unibet Premier League, golf, but I don't really know what to say uh, Peter Wright eight, Michael van Gerwen one. <laughs> I, I, you, as it, I, you know, as you say that to try and lead into this, as you say that to try and lead into this, you I've just said that school line again, and I just go really eight one. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> it's on like yeah, when, the... when 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 MVG whitewashed Taylor in the Premier League a few a fair few years back now. Everyone just went, really? It's the same way with this, I think. I mean, obviously, it's not the whitewash, but 8 1. Madness. Utter madness.
2: Yeah. In the words of Argus Filter comes that other Harry Potter reference, I promised you. Mm. Oh dear, we are in trouble. Go on. It just is. He does not look right. He doesn't look like he's got the fight in him. It he looks agitated on stage. Um, the darts are landing in all sorts of different angles. He's um, been battered 8 1 by his biggest rival. That's massive. It is. And, huge. On almost, not quite, but it is getting to the point where it's a must win.
0: Tomorrow night. For it is. Van
2: Gerwen. It is now, yeah, 100%. And when have we ever said that about Michael Van Gerwen? We just haven't. In this situation, normally, you put him under pressure and he'll smash you off the board to prove that he's still the alpha. Right? I, that, that didn't happen. The thing is, It doesn't is, look so, like he's got that extra gear when he needs it right now. And that's what's got he, him out of trouble on so many occasions in the past.
3: I mean, let's
0: go through just some of the, be- some of the headlines, if you like. Peter Wright averaging 100 and what, uh, 5.1. Uh, MVG averaging ninety one point five, so automatically fifteen points there in the right in the uh, in the averages nearest. Damn it, two two in the 180s, but eight of twelve on the checkouts in comparison to one of seven for Snaky. Uh, eight of twelve, which is mad when you think about it. But I say it when you think about it, but the thing is, he had been playing really good darts. He'd just been getting beat, and he was always going on for a hiding of someone. It just happens to be the world number one, which makes it more, all the more unbelievable. But I, here's a good thing for you. And obviously, I, I'm always one to, to, to go straight in and, and go in for the hyperbole. I've, I've continuously said he's in a crisis. I still think that he's in an okay position in this Premier League to qualify for the top four. Because he's on 14 points now with three games to go. He's got Glenn Durant tomorrow, admittedly the league leader, which we'll come on to a little bit later. He's got, <laughs> you know, he's, he's got Gary Anderson. Okay, not person that you'd want to have as your next game after that. And then he's got Daryl Gurney to end, the, to end the Premier League. Two out of three wins there, which is more than conceivable, should, in this Premier League, get you in to the finals, don't you? Should it?
2: He's got to play the top two in the league and he needs five out of six points to get there.
0: Well, I think 18 points... He's not in a good eight, spot at all. No, but I think 18... I, I'm not suggesting it's a good spot. I, 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 I may be probably the wrong word to use, but I still think he's in an okay spot to get in in this Premier League because he can go win three on it. the bounce. <laughs> he can go win three on the bounce. There's absolutely no problem at all with that. But, you know, since the restart, it has just been... There's no other word for it. Dreadful. Losing four of seven since the restart. Ridiculous for Van Gogh It's not.
2: It's not been good enough. I'm not sure if that's because we've set this massive expectation level of Michael Van Gogh because of how good he has been in the past and everything that he's he's gone on to win in the game and 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 dominate at that level. So maybe we're being a little bit harsh. He's not suddenly the world number sixty. Like but let's, mm. let's not be disrespectful. He's still in the Premier League. He's still competing. He's just out of sorts and looks like he needs a rest at the minute.
0: Well, obviously, I'm sure we'll debate this a little bit more with Phil when he comes on for the Phil Bars take. A quick word on Wright, though. As you say, he'd been looking like he's about to give someone a hiding, and he certainly did. I mean, you know, some brilliant, brilliant checkouts. I mean, he only missed the whitewash by missing the ball for a one-two-six he just looked brilliant, he was scoring brilliantly, he just carved that opportunity for himself and tonight he took them. That's a big win for Snakey and it really does push him back into that race of the top four and he puts it into the top four obviously uh, with a plus 10 leg difference and that's the crucial bit of course, the fact that the leg difference is massive.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely huge for Snake by fantastic result. Obviously I put my neck out on the live line. Just said that he'd be the last man to sneak into the top four and this result makes me <laughs> a little bit more confident about that claim now. So, yeah, like you said, he hasn't been playing badly, just not been getting the results. Um, similarly to, to Michael Smith without the, the double treble, should we say. Um, but, yeah, fantastic result for him. Massive confidence booster. I mean, he's got one over Michael mango mentally right now as well. Peter Wright just looks like he's he's a lot stronger player in that capacity. Um, and... That'll do him wonders, and I I firmly believe in what I said last night now. He will make the top four.
0: Well, it was an unlucky night for Michael Van Gogh. A very unlucky night, he must have said. Getting beat 8-1 by the world champion, who, of course, remember, probably should have been 5-0 up in Aberdeen when the two of them met back in February. So probably a little bit of revenge there for Peter Wright as he moves back into the top four. Here he is now chatting with Phil Bars after his win.
4: Peter, many congratulations! A demolition job of Michael van Gerwen up on that
5: stage, 8-1, 105 average. Must be over the moon. Uh, happy with the win, uh, but I wasn't happy the way I played. I thought, I thought the game was around about 80 on average. Seriously, that's the way I felt I played. Uh, I, was, I was waiting for Michael, you know, to kick in, uh, playing some, you know, the darts he normally does, but. Uh, The players under pressure, though, like he normally does. Obviously, that wasn't didn't go in. It it, it didn't work. I I don't know. But
3: you
5: know, obviously happy with the win, but not the way I played. Is it hard when there's nothing coming
4: back at you at times because you were free rolling in a lot
5: of those legs that Michael wasn't in there Yeah, I don't know. uh, uh, The thing was, I was like waiting for him. Wait, why am I waiting? He wouldn't wait for me, or uh, you know, any other player. They wouldn't wait for me. They want to go out and destroy you. But that's the sort of player I am. I want. Like, Come on, Michael. Play darts like you can. And uh, uh, you know, I, I took advantage of uh, you know, uh, Michael Van Gerwen. It's nowhere near his game. Is
4: that the worst Michael Van and you've seen on a stage for a long, long time?
5: Could be. I don't know what the, his average, and if it was I no 90s. No yeah, well, you know we all, we all know. You know Michael normally would do that up two darts. You know, <laughs> uh, but no, he'd, he'd be all right. He'd be back tomorrow. He, he he'll have his head on, and uh, you know he, you know he's got a job to do tomorrow. Even even though he had a job to do today, uh, but tomorrow you know he's, he, he's got to play Glen. Playing top of the league, he want to prove to the world and everything, his fans and everything, that he's still the player he is. And uh, you know, he, you know, the game tomorrow between Glenn and you know Michael will be a fantastic game.
4: It's been a strange few days for yourself because you come in here off the back of three defeats, but three good performances in on those defeats. Oh, it's,
5: I think we slow down a little bit in some of the shots uh, because uh, the three defeats. All the players have given me chances, and I'd rush them, and that's not normally me. And I'd, but I don't want to go too slow, just in case I go back to my old self. So it's like I'm like still some learning, some, some learning.
4: Back up into the top four as well, is it? Now, is it important that fate is now in your own hands? Because when you were seventh, I, was I thought you were seventh going into tonight.
5: Well, six. well continue <laughs> but anyway, the, but, but and I shall inform you very Anyway, six was bad enough. And you don't where I was seven. Now,
4: now fate's <laughs> back in your own hands <laughs> with your games left.
5: Yeah. I've got, you know, I've got, uh, obviously I've got uh, Nathan Asimil, Glenn Durrant and uh, Michael Smith. All top class, world class players. So it's, you know, I'm playing OK. And, you know, I think, uh, the two days off that's why I was a little bit rusty uh, so hopefully tomorrow I'll be back to you know missing nine darts again Peter
4: pleasure as always chap thank you very much
5: thank you very much
4: Peter coming back from
6: the
5: break what targets did you say so was it just a case of playing the players yeah. uh, the targets was obviously to try and obviously be Michael uh, and then try uh, just win game each game as it comes and that's it wow. Not try and get in the top four. Just try and win each game, or try and get a point out of it. And that was, that's my target. You've had some terrific battles with Michael
6: over the years. Are you expecting a lot more to come back from Michael?
5: Yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was expecting him to, to like, s- switch on and just find it and just like start hitting ten, eleven darts and nine darts maybe. You know, with, you know what he can do. Uh, you know, he, I don't think he's far away. You know. I can uh, I can help you out. I can help you out, Michael. <laughs> so if you want to come and talk to me, come talk to me. I
6: think the players are sort of sensing a little bit
5: of vulnerability about him now because the results haven't been what he wanted in Melbourne Kings this week. Obviously, it's, it's very tough. You know, uh, no, I, I don't think no way in the world we would see the same Premier League if we was in a normal thing because obviously Michael and other players like myself. I don't think I would have lost a um, crop, but it's like because we'd have the week on week, uh, we'd have a chance to go away to uh, either a you know, floor Tournament or a European to get ourselves back and stuff like that and, and then a uh, little rest and stuff like that and then uh, prepare for uh, yeah, either Michael or Anyone, whoever you had, you knew, right, i got to prepare. You know, I've got to get that mindset right. You've got a whole week to do it. Not just one day. boom. Well, it's, you know, it's very, very difficult, but it's, it's great for Sky. It's great for darts. Certainly, darts. So, Thank you very much for your time. Okie okay, dokie.
2: Okay, moving on to match number two for us tonight, and it involves the man who can no longer break the record for most points won in the Premier League season, he can level it, but what we have worked out since we started recording the pod tonight is that Glenn Durrant has qualified for finals night.
0: Now he's in people he's done it but, on debut. Yeah. Now people might be thinking there, gob, why is this the case and how come no one else has gone with it? So we've seen a couple of reports that suggesting that he is in and people haven't actually confirmed it yet. But explain to our listeners why Glenn Durant is in the top uh, why is it, he's going to be at finals night regardless of what happens over the next three nights
2: okay because of the number of players required to overtake Glenn Durrant for him to not qualify so Gary Anderson's still within touching distance Nathan Aspinall is in, within touching distance on 15 points that's crucial Peter Wright and Michael Van Gerwen both have 14 points now all four of those players would need to be able to go above Glenn Durant for Glenn to not qualify including the leg difference that Glenn needs to take a hit on. Now, the two that you look at in that situation are the two that are furthest away on 14 points, Peter Wright and Marco Van Gerwen. They can both win six points without taking points off of each other. They don't play each other again, so it is possible for them to both accumulate six points, finish on 20 points, um, and then would just need better leg difference if it was possible to knock Glenn out. However, Because Peter Wright plays Nathan Aspinall, in order for Wright to get the maximum six points, Mm. Nathan Aspinall would then only be able to achieve four more points in the Premier League campaign, which means he would finish on 19 and not 20, meaning Glenn is guaranteed to be above at least one of the four players below him who are the only four that can touch him points-wise.
0: So there you go, listeners. We do have our first finalist our first ever well first finalist of the 2020 unibet premier league playoffs and it will be glen durren and that point against michael smith and note that point against gary anderson we'll come on to what it means and all that sort of stuff for smith in a moment but that point for Daza is absolutely massive one defeat in 13 games Shows how he definitely deserves spot in the Premier League. A ridiculous effort from Glen Darren. To be fair to him,
2: it's fantastic. He's been exceptional from start to finish. Um, he, he's been professional at all times. Um, he's been great with us as the media, and he's been great with the fans on on social media. And he was great in person. His, his walk on went down really well. Mm. Um, and he's just been fantastic since the bubble resumed as well. He's picked up from where he left off. And like me and Phil sure Bars keep pointing out, the first <laughs> man qualified is the best player in the world right now.
0: Well, maybe not, but still. But we could talk about that another time. I, I, want, I do want to pay a tribute to Glenn. To lose one game in your Premier League debut is absolutely ridiculous. And to be on 20 points is ridiculous. To potentially be level with a Premier League record in your debut. In fact, actually, the most points ever made by debutante is 24, and that is by Michael Van Gerwen. So he still has a chance to break that record. Um, what more can we say about it and the kite flights in particular just seem to be his new babies, to be fair?
2: Yeah, I didn't see that it was that significant a change when he first made it, um, but it has worked wonders for him. and. It's about the fine margins at the very, very top level. And they just seem to have all gone in his favour since he's made the switch. I think he's, he's scoring just a little bit heavier. His double percentage is, is as good, if not one or two percent, a little bit better um, than before he swapped over. He, he just looks sharp. And the confidence and the belief in his game, the fight he's got to not give up um, when he's up against it, like we saw against Gary, like we saw um, tonight against Michael Smith, when, let's be honest, He's that far ahead in the Premier League. He could have rolled over tonight, given Bully Boy the points, got off stage and regrouped for tomorrow. And he didn't. He kept in there. He kept in there. He made his opponent get to that winning line and cross it. And Michael Smith didn't have it in him tonight. And Glenn punished him for that.
0: He definitely did that. To be fair though, right? For me, this was a game much like we saw... In the, uh, in the second week in Nottingham. Do you remember where Spiff had the chance the nine didn't quite get it and go against going Price looked unbelievable until he got the draw and then he kind of switched off and Price went mental. So again, I don't know whether it's just this thought about the fact that he doesn't get over the winning line. I'm not too sure, but I, I, I just find it staggering uh, how he, he dropped off tonight, missing a couple of darts for the match, missed two or three chances to, to get the win. And how crucial could that be? More drop points in games where he should have at least picked up points. And in this case, he should have won the game. It, it, it's so—it's a heartbreaker for Smith. And I think when he looks back on this Premier League, there's going to be so many moments where if it had gone the other way and all that sort of stuff for him. I, I do worry for Smith at this point. I'm not sure.
2: Well, yeah, because you said exactly the same about his campaign last year. He looked exceptional yeah, well, at times, but yeah, yeah, yeah. let him down. He's, he's arguably the best scorer on the planet. I think his one eighty hitting has been fantastic. The way he can move around the board is is exceptional, um, and he can do it at such pace that your opponent doesn't really know what's hitting until you just hear Rush Bray belting out one hundred and thirty something yeah, or one hundred and seventy something. Like he's been fantastic in that area, but obviously it's like a game of golf putting wins you a game of golf hitting doubles wins you a game of darts and he just hasn't had that up to the level he needs it in the last two Premier League campaigns really
0: yeah I I, I think so but I I still maintain that he's not out of this yet I still maintain that he's not out of this Premier League just yet uh certainly for the qualification because of the way that this Premier League works do you know what I mean it's just so tight across the thing but I want to pay tribute one more time before we go and hear from him to Desert. We didn't know this at the time when Phil Bars asked him the question, um, but because obviously results have worked out the way that it has done tonight, he definitely will be qualifying for the top four. I put this into perspective, God, I know we did, but put this into perspective. What sort of an achievement is this for a man in his second year in the Premier League to come over and do what he's done, to come over and be top of the Premier League, only lose one game? If he goes and wins this title, I mean, I'll, I'll hold my hands up then and say he is the best player in the world. But more importantly than what one guy thinks on a, on a dark podcast, how crucial is that for him as he goes on to other events? Because we'll have the Grand Prix coming up soon. We've obviously got the slam after the back, the back end of this, the Players' Championship finals, and then the daddy, then the World Championships. It could be a very, very busy... Trophy picking couple of months for Glenn Duran if this continues the way that he's playing? It could. And
2: we've seen this for a number of players before. Once they get over that line in that first PDC televised title, doesn't have to be declared as a major or whatever you want to classify it as. Once they get agent. over the line in a PDC televised event, apart from maybe the World Series, we'll, we'll rule them out, the floodgates <laughs> yeah. seem to open with a lot of players. This, this could be Glenn's opportunity, and he, he won't be offended for us to say he's not getting any younger.
0: No, he even says it himself, though, right. doesn't he, to be fair?
2: Yeah, so he's not getting any younger. He hasn't got decades ahead of him in this sport. He needs to achieve what he wants to achieve in the PDC in the next three to five years, because it, it could be all over for him then, but because of how old he is getting, and the, the struggle that the day-to-day will, will take out of you at that point. Absolutely. Uh, yes, he's a three-time BDO champion and all the other majors he picked up there. But if he wants to make a stamp in the PDC history books as well, he needs to get there now. It, there's no good us remembering him as a as a multiple PDC semi finalist. The sooner right, so. he gets over the line, the more likely those floodgates come rushing open. That he's got that steeliness that unnerves people because they can't unsell him. It just be like almost like Ivan Drago in Rocky right there's absolutely nothing you can do to put him off
0: so absolutely right absolutely right great great performance to come back and get the 7 all for Glenn Durrant as a whole and then he goes and realises at the end of the night that he is definitely going to be at the 0-2 on Thursday the 22nd of October here he is after his game chatting with Phil
4: Glenn congratulations it's another point on your quest to top the Premier League table Sit there, a very relieved man. I'm guessing, though. Uh, relieved,
7: very lucky. Um, I genuinely believe that, uh, quite spiritually, you know, fate, you know, somebody is looking down on me because you know Gary Anderson is seven three, Michael Smith seven two, uh, and I can get a seven eight. I'll take all the plaudits. That Glenn's never beat, da 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 da, but I was beat. You know, the one three one came from nowhere there. Michael was missing doubles and give me the chance. Um, you know, but already Mac was like, don't be too hard on yourself. You had a higher average, you had a good doubles ratio, um, but it's 7 2 down. If you'd have said, I'll get 7 each, Phil, I would have uh, snapped your hands off.
4: From 7 2, did you almost just free roll a little bit?
7: I wish I could free roll, but I'm, I, I was thinking damage limitation on the, on the leg difference uh, because I'm very aware that. If I can win this league on numbers, I, c- I could draw with MVG. I could draw with Gary, and maybe my leg difference could be different. So I wasn't free rolling. I knew that every leg could have been important. The 1-3-1
4: one one that you talked about when you said it came from nowhere was that almost a catalyst? Though, did you start believing that a point was on at that point? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I, I like 1-3-1. You know, obviously I like travel
7: 20, travel 13 seems to be good for me, and obviously double 16, but. Um, you know if I sat there and thought yes this is going to go in I was really being hard on myself at that point thinking an A2 loss is you know where does that lead me what you got the biggest challenge tomorrow night um, so I was I, I was having a real battle with
4: myself up there. When Michael Miss's four match starts in, across the two legs you go 7-5 do you then see him battling with himself as well and think league, Glenn, there is something here
7: now? Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. I was thinking, win your darts to go seven six, and then you just never know. And I looked down. I, I really tightened my eye at the bottom. You want to hear his first three darts is sixty or fifty five. But correct me if I'm wrong. He opened up with a one forty, just not what I wanted to hear at that point. And I was just desperate for, uh, you know, to maybe get a, a score sixty or below, just to give me a chance and. Um, I, I guess give me a
4: chance and uh, I'll take it. How do you feel having come back to the, the bubble, was those two, few days at home massively important to you? If, if you look at the car mileage, again,
7: sterile again at the end, I was on zero. Yeah, I came here, I, I had some lovely fresh air, I did everything what the PDC asked me to do, and I didn't go to the Cleveland Open Darts, which I was desperate to do, because there was a lot of people in a concentrated area. I had some fresh air, good food, You know, just saw a little bit of my family and I come here and I'm on full. I couldn't believe how well I felt going onto the stage tonight. And it's amazing. I didn't feel so good against Darryl Gurney yet win. And on that one, I was um, at 7-2 down. I was like, I can't believe this is happening because I wanted to tell the world that I feel great, Uh, I feel fine. And uh, three massive games to come
4: now. Talking of massive games, all eyes now go to tomorrow. It's a mouth-watering clash you against MVG the records there that we all know about and you seem to get under his skin on the hockey just because of the way you're playing do you approach it the same way that you have in the other three if he if he approaches it like Michael Smith did tonight by me
7: allowing me to walk back before going to the hockey he has a real good chance but if he's like a Gezi Price and like Michael where you're thrown over your head uh, you know I do take that time getting round there so Michael got it right tonight um, and if Michael van Gerwen does that, I'm sure. But listen, Michael van Gerwen is the biggest challenge out there. Michael van Gerwen is the best player in the world. I'm going to relish the opportunity to play the best player in the world tomorrow night.
4: Seeing so that your mindset's changed over the last week, would you take a point right now? Or yeah, you...
7: yeah, yeah, definitely. If you offer me six age against Michael, de- you know, definitely um, right now. But do you know, I feel I'm in a little bit of a free roll now because I shouldn't have had a point today. So if I can take two points tomorrow off Michael, then that's going to be pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Three points after them two games. Um, feel good. I feel like a real big 105-110 average before I go home on, on, on Sunday morning. And let's hope I do it against the best player in the world.
4: That's it. As always, thank you. Thank you. Glenn, if you could just put
6: this on Josh. Because Dan's got it. Are you sure? Sorry, OK. Ignore me. Off you go, Josh. Uh, Glenn, you've had some pretty special performances
7: and results and she's put in this year's Premier League. Maybe not the highest average of the tournament. Where does that like? It's up there with a the Gary Anderson game. I mean, it, was, it just mirrored it. You know, how do I express my feelings when you're seven-two down? Frustration, angry. Um, credit to Michael, who was just—he looked beautiful. Stood behind him. He, I, I wish I could throw like—it's effortless what he does. So. It was a really tough time there, but you know, to get a seven each, Josh, There, that, that could be the biggest point of the, of the whole campaign.
6: Mentally, with obviously just three days left, where, where are you now in your, in your mind? Oh,
7: technically, technically. Sky high. Unbelievable. I feel, um, I feel in the elite of darts. I feel, um, feel tremendous. And I'm, I feel like I've got an unbelievable opportunity once again, live on Sky... To play the best player in the world tomorrow and showcase my talents.
0: Thank you very much. Glenda they there talking through his draw with Michael Smith. And we move on to another humdigger of a game, God, the, the final game of the night. It is the third game of the night to go to extra legs. And it is a big, big old win for Nathan Aspidal.
2: Yeah, it's massive. I'm, I'm just looking back now. This is the first time since the opening night in the bubble that a Nathan Aspinall game hasn't gone to the distance. And that was a 7-4 victory over Gerwin Price. Um, which means I'm going to use the same adjective as we probably use to describe every single one of Aspinall's performances. It was an absolute scrap. Yes, and man loves a scrap. He loves that fight. He loves that when somebody does something that, that gets him that little bit fired up. Like we talk about Gary, like we talk about Gerwin Price. He, he just doesn't have that extrinsic reaction to it. It's not very outgoing until after he's done the job and he's up there, he's enjoying himself. He loves that back and forward of of almost like a boxing match and he's really in contention to to be the second debutant to make the Premier League top four this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, I actually called it, I said that I thought Asp would go on and would go and do the job and would go and win. Uh, and get into the top four. This game was so great because it was just so back and forth. The amount of breaks there were it, it was ridiculous. Uh, you know, I remember being at Butland's one year and uh, someone saying the throw doesn't mean anything in darts. They talk about this game; they're absolutely spot on. I mean, the one-two-five was brilliant to get to four-one. Then the one-two-one one out on the bull was beautiful to see. It was just so back and forth. But I thought that Asper blown the game when he had chances for six-two, uh, sorry for six-two, six-three, and six-four. And I couldn't believe how much he, even, even he missed darts he had there. And Price fought back into the game like the warrior he is. But then when he got that breaker throw back at 6-5, I thought that that was it. That was the momentum shift for Nathan. And it's a big, big old momentum shift that is, because now that puts him third in the table, moving on to 15 points. And if we're going down this road, two more wins will get him to the
2: 0-2. Yeah. <laughs> He looks good. He looks good for it as well. And you wouldn't put him past him going to extra legs in his in his last few games, but he's got it in him. If you're him, though, you want it done before the final night. You want those two wins that he needs before that final night when he does take on Glenn. Because if Glenn's going, if if Gary's still in contention to top the Premier League, if if he manages to close the gap a little, if, if Glenn does slip at any point. Glenn plays the game before Gary. I want to close that door. He won't want that opportunity to finish top in Gary's hand. So there's extra motivation for Asmaul to get it done early, but he does play Peter Rock tomorrow, and then he plays Darryl Gurney. Gurney will be the big one to target for the two points. If he can pick up two points from the other two, it's very likely he'll be in. And
0: Like you said, it'll be well-deserved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Word on price, though. Again, it's a big loss for him. I mean he's only one point away, but once again, he just doesn't quite get over the line. Because if he'd got a point tonight in that final leg, he would have been in uh, It would have been four, third place himself. Now he slips down to sixth. Again, it shows you just how crucial points... You know, we talk about points being prizes in this, in this league, and in this league, no exception. Ridiculous to type.
2: Yeah, I mean and Price and Michael Smith have lost or drawn 16 games between them in this Premier League. There's an argument that that number could be as low as six. They've just both looked very, very good for long periods of games and found ways to lose them. Um, if, if that's a timing issue, a confidence issue, um, I'm not really sure. But it's something that they need to, to get back into the habit of winning and closing out the games. Absolutely, which but isn't as easy to do as it sounds. No, I
5: totally
0: agree with but you. Very, but it's what they need to find a way to do. Absolutely. Let's talk though, and let's hear from Nathan Aspinall as he goes third in the table. Here he is talking with
4: Phil. Nathan, congratulations. Did we just see the good, the bad, and the ugly up there in the last twenty
8: minutes? I think that's kind of been the story of my week, to be quite honest with you. um I've missed so many opportunities. Um, during the week, me finishing at crucial times, he's let me down, which is something that something that never normally happens to me. I'm, I'm quite strong um, in that respect, but you know it's happened, and I should have won that game probably eight three, eight four, but it doesn't matter. I won the game, I got the two points, I'm into the top four, and uh, you know I'm very happy.
4: When you should be six two up, and all of a sudden you're around the five all scoreline, do you start thinking why me and why is it happening again?
8: I've just got used to it, to be quite honest with you. Put it this way, I've got my money's worth out of the Premier League because I think I think in the last five games I've, I've gone to the last leg. Um, so you know, I'm making the most of my experience here. But nah, it's I'm a butler. Um, I, I love getting into these grueling games. You know, my manager doesn't, my family doesn't, but uh, you know that that brings the best out of Nathan when I'm in these grueling games. And um, I, I don't always, I don't always want to be in them. I'd rather just get the eight-two win and. And off, and off I go and back to my room but you know it does when it comes close at the end um, I do have the bottle and uh, you know I do enjoy it when I, when I come out on top A lot of respect
4: up there as well from yeah. you and Gezi both sharing when you got good finishes but then you had a chuckle of each other yeah. as well it was a well-mannered game
8: Yeah you know me and Gezi got a lot of respect for each other uh, on and off the board to be fair um, I know how he how he plays the game and he knows how I play the game and um, there's no malice in it. it it's pure adrenaline it's pure determination to win, um, and that's what I say to a lot of people who ask me about me me and Gerwin when we give it on stage, it's it, pure emotion, and uh, it was a great one to follow up, and I couldn't do anything else but laugh, but uh, yeah, it, it was a good, good um, considering how important the game was, I'm happy we played in that manner.
4: Back up into third in the table, on reflection, do you think you should already have your spot booked in the final four on the points that you have thrown away? <laughs>
8: I've, not, I've not looked at it um, until about an hour before I walked on. Uh, I got a beat of Rob on week two, and I don't think I should have lost that game. And I certainly shouldn't have lost against uh, Van Gerwen uh, a few days ago. But that starts, you know, that, that's what makes it interesting. Um, I'm just happy that I'm, I'm still in the mix. Um, I've got a very important got a game tomorrow. Uh, an important three days that that you know that could change my life and could change my career. So uh you know, I'm gonna go away very happy tonight but I'll be focused and ready for for Peter tomorrow.
4: On the three games, do you still believe you can catch Daza at the top of the table?
8: I don't care. To be quite honest with you, um I don't care if it come first, second, third or fourth. Um as long as I make that final four, that's my target and I'm gonna get there.
4: Also Peter beat you in Exeter probably the most disappointing games of your Premier League campaign. Retribution on the.
8: I wouldn't say one of probably my disappointing games because I played well. He just absolutely tore me a new one. <laughs> <laughs> he was out of this world, and you know that that's why he's the world champion. He can get under eleven average against me, so um, he he was phenomenal that night. Um, hopefully, I can be as uh, MVD says phenomenal tomorrow. I'm
4: guessing just a little one in the box. I'm still here to him tomorrow.
8: Yeah, um, you know, I'm one of them guys that that goes on social media. A lot of the pundits have been writing me off. Um I'm not gonna name no names because that's not what I'm like, but uh, a lot of people have said that I've, I've not been, been playing well and all that. Yeah. I'm here. And I'm gonna prove you all wrong.
4: Clad you're always Nathan, thanks very much,
8: That's gonna be your headline now, isn't it? That's all right. Um
6: Going and hit with a 70 checkout to break throw towards the end of thing that put it back on throw. You broke back. That was
8: a, a big leg in that game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It, it was massive, and obviously he gave it big ins, uh when he hit that seventy. Um, but he shouldn't. He shouldn't have had that ch- that that shot. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I think Apollo should have been. I don't know, six two, seven two up. And um, that was my own fault. But uh, you know, to 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 stay focused and mentally strong when he when he got back to five all. You know, I'm, I'm very proud, and that's what I'm going to take from that game. That even though he came back at me. I could have easily folded like I did against Van Gerwen because um, it only happened, what, three or four days ago. I had a lead and lost, uh, but I stayed, I stayed focused and I got the result.
6: Over the last couple of years, there's been quite a lot of negativity, I guess, surrounding sort of aggression in the game, but that was a, a perfect example of how it can be used positively because you brought the best in both of you and, and created a great spectacle, obviously.
8: Yeah, I think um, I don't get nowhere near as much sticky as, as Gezi does and, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Gezi Uh, and he he has myself as well Um, we're not doing it in malice we're doing it pure adrenaline and pure determination to win so I think when people say you know it's pantomime or whatever I think look at that game tonight you know we we both gave it some we both laughed it off we're both friends after the game and it was arguably one of the biggest games of my life tonight Um, and you know for me to laugh when he's at a 180 to put me under pressure, at 7-5 up, I think that shows, you know, it's not done in in malice. It is purely done because we want to win. And I think young lads watching it, don't be scared of giving it a bit. You know, that's what the the fans enjoy. And give it a go. You might enjoy it because it, it makes you play better <laughs> sometimes. <laughs>
6: you say one of the biggest games of your life. Do you put that up there with the likes of the UK and the US
8: Masters? Yeah, because. No one expected me to do anything back then um you know a lot of people expected me to make the top four this year um and I've had two disappointing results. The Van Go game you know was a massive massive disappointment for myself. If I lost tonight, I'm relying on results I've got to beat Peter tomorrow to have any chance um so it was a massive game. I won the Premier league you know I'm world number six, okay, I won a major, but you know imagine winning the Premier League your first year, imagine that be unreal. So, uh, you know, that's why it means so much to me. And, you know, that's why I'm going to keep trying, keep fighting and uh, keep giving it some.
2: OK, so that was Nathan Aspinall. Uh, final game of the night for us to talk about is Daryl Gurney 6, Gary Anderson 8. Another one that should have got over the line a lot earlier, allowed his opponent to, to stay in the game, which we, we've spoken about a lot in this Premier League. But ultimately... Two more points on the board for Gary Anderson that keeps him right in contention for his best ever league phase finish in the Premier League and an opportunity to top
0: the top the table. Well, obviously he gets that he gets the gap down now to three points and you know a, you know against he's got Michael Smith next up, which is a big game obviously for Michael, which we'll come on to a little bit later when 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 Phil joins us after um, he he, uh, he he interviews Gary for us. Um, <sighs> This is an interesting game because I thought this was going to be just like the Duran game. He goes and absolutely smashes it out the park for a, for a fair few legs and then he just goes and just then he sort of collapses, really. I mean, 11 match darts. Come on now. Come on. You can't be taking that long to win a game. <laughs> I know you, it doesn't matter where you do it as long as you get it done, but yeah, it's just one of those big moments, isn't it, where you just think, how big of a... Would it have been if if he didn't get the job done tonight? That could have been, I want to say curtains for him, but certainly I think that would have been it for the league phase of this Premier League. I, I couldn't see Glenn not finishing top. But it's a big win that for Gando, especially after what had happened Saturday night. He'd have been worried.
2: Yeah, I think that's the only reason tonight happened the way it did because of Saturday night, and, and that little flashback in his head, he, he admitted that afterwards the game, and he was a little bit anxious about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think that's a situational thing because it's happened so recently.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I, I I wasn't concerned, I don't think, up until the point where he'd missed about six match darts in the one leg. When he missed that six match darts, and then Gurney hit it, I think that was for 7-4. Uh, sorry, for 7-5, excuse me. Then I started to get a bit worried because I then thought, he just can't get over the line. It's a big thing and he just can't get over the line. But he managed to get it done. He looked, in that first part of the game in particular, when, when he won the five straight legs, averaging 105, he started hitting the maximums of fun. It looked absolutely brilliant, I'll be honest with you. And then when he hit the 83 on the bullseye, leading 7-3, guarantees the point. I do think then, ah, do you know what? Comfortable win, nice little bit of leg difference, easy, you know, he gets to sleep quite nicely tonight. He likes to make it hard for himself, does our Gary, doesn't he?
2: He does, yeah. And I think of the, the top, top players that have, have graced this game, the one that's had the biggest ups and downs and, and falls out of form with the outer ring is Gary. Mm-hmm. It was well documented before he went on to win a world championship that he needed to tighten up on the outer ring. He needed to get a little bit sharp on his finishing and, and that's what brought him the success because he's always been an incredibly heavy scorer. Um, and obviously, when you do change darts and you, you're throwing at a treble twenty all day, so to finding a consistency and rhythm on that is pretty simple. Being comfortable on every single target on the outer ring to win a match, to win a leg, that's different. That comes with a different pressure. That comes with a different level of comfort. And it's something you do less frequently, so it's not as well practiced. Um, he'll get there. Obviously, if he's prepared to put the work in, he's quite clearly benefiting from playing night in, night out. Um, And hopefully this will give him the little spark that he needs to maybe put some more time in on his own practice board when it isn't competition, when he needs to just keep his arm in a little bit. Um, Otherwise, we could see him drop off a little bit more again. And then you worry about consistency levels every time he, he plays an event. So... This has been good for him. He's playing good darts. He's carrying good form. Um, and if it wasn't because is playing so, so well and has that massive gap at the minute, you wouldn't put it past him. Finishing top at the minute. But I just think the gap's too big. And he's still on track, though, for his best ever finish. He's never finished better than third.
0: No. Quick word on Gurdy though. Um, yeah, great comeback in the end, really, to try and make it a contest. But... That's it, isn't
2: it? That's his, that's his Premier league done. Yeah, if I'm a boxing referee, I'm waving this one off for him. Um, fantastic comeback, but it just needed to be perfect for his entire time in the bubble if he was going to have any chance of competing. And when you're playing the best players in the world, night in, night out, um, it just hasn't happened for him. He did fantastic to get himself above Rob Cross. Um, but, but that's about as, as fantastic as his Premier League season has got this year unfortunately
0: certainly does Uh, let's hear though from the winner tonight Gary Anderson is the winner and uh, here he is talking with Phil Bars after his win
3: against Daryl Gurney
4: Gary congratulations it's another victory here in the Premier League did you make it slightly harder work than it needed to be at one point
3: well you've got to you know (laughs) it does my head in you know I'm scoring so well Uh, just making complete mess of things now and again you know and then i start arguing with myself as usual but uh no we'll, we'll get there you know the, the scoring's getting back really happy with the scorns ago this scoring has go. uh, gone and uh,
4: yeah i was going to say another ton plus average despite the missed starts at a double
3: that um that action that you got from amazon's doing all right and the same delivery as ronnie o'sullivan it's No, it's no, it's all about the throw <laughs> you know once you get that throw right you're all right throw, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's going all right you know the the darts that i've had they say the new darts, but I've had them for years. You know, I just got a couple of new sets sent out to me. I say, I'm going to try them. They're not slipping as much, and they they're working a treat. You know, they're just going at that nice angle that I like. You know, and it's I feel like well, I'm going to hit everything except double ten.
4: What's going through your mind when you've missed ten match starts at a double? Are you thinking this is the Glen game all over again? I oh, was,
3: I yeah. I think I was even what was a seven three seven four up against yeah. Darrell started. Right then I was thinking it and I think that was the worst thing I'd done but you know the games I should be wrapping up I should be wrapping up you know, simple as that giving these boys a, a, a sniff at anything you can't really afford to do nowadays but we uh, got away with that one.
4: Only three points off top now has your focus change? you now looking to top the table or is it still all about the top four? I'm
3: just playing I'm just playing darts doesn't matter where I end up in the table if I want to end up in the top four get shot at the finals night you know and then know what can happen then. It would, but a
4: 25 grand bonus for top of the table would be quite a nice wouldn't it?
3: Just Yeah, Go straight to the tax man, doesn't it? There's <laughs> no yeah. such thing as a bonus nowadays, but uh, yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be nice, but listen the way I've been playing, the, the, the amount of time that I've had in darts even over the last two years is next to nil, you know, so to, to start getting the five days, definitely six days now, has definitely helped me, you know, I've got nothing to do except play darts, and uh it definitely shows what, what I can do when I actually get to that board. From the last time I spoke to you, burning question: did you get Michael Smith out of bed to go fishing? Well, on the Monday? No chance at that, but he went out on Tuesday. We had a good day Tuesday. I saw Michael, Whitey, Andy Mandy, good friends of ours, and all fed. So it was a good day, absolutely good day. Did you need that break as well, just to reset the mind almost? You needed to get out of the hotel, you know, you just need to get back. Was it worth me going well? I could have went back for probably not even 24 hours, and then had to head back. So going home was uh, was a no-no You that I preferred to go home, but it just doesn't make sense, does it?
4: Looking at the running, you've got three, you've got top three in the world to play. The way you're playing, do you think they're more worried about you now,
3: coming into it? Can you tell me. I'm the to play darts. So what happens, happens. Gary, perfect as always, champ. Thank you.
6: Come for me, Gary. We'll just be
3: uh, playing Daryl Gurney, obviously a player that doesn't have so much on the line it's difficult to play a player that doesn't have that element of pressure on you well, D- Daryl still wants to win you know you, you, you know he still wants to win but uh, it was just myself made a mess of the game, I could have done a lot quicker you know, outscored him you know, outplayed him, couldn't finish he did, it's two big finishes at the start as well, I was sitting quite humf- uh, comfortable at the, the first two legs and uh, 1.15 and one sixteen. that's a bit of a kick, you know, but uh, we just
0: stuck in. Scoring started getting better and, uh, yeah, got there. Gary Anderson talking through his win over Daryl Gurney then and here we go with the latest Premier League table. As we reveal to you here on the podcast, Glenn Durrant is through. He is definitely in finals night at the 0-2 with that point tonight against Michael Smith. 13 played 20 points, only the one defeat, plus 27 leg difference. Glenn Duran will be at the O2 on Thursday, the 22nd of October. Gary Anderson is next. He's on 17 points. He can theoretically qualify uh, potentially uh, for it, uh, not tomorrow, but on Friday night uh, with a couple of wins. He will get to 19 points and he could potentially be getting to that magical 19 points, but he will need a couple of wins potentially uh, to get through Uh, to uh, finals night, but he's got a plus seven leg difference. He's three points off the top. Nathan Aspinall is on 15 points with a plus five leg difference. He's in third. Peter Wright has got a plus 10 leg difference after that demolishment of Michael Van Gerwen. He's on 14 points and in the top four. Michael Van Gerwen, though, is just outside. He's also got 14 points, but crucially with a zero leg difference. A mental, mental couple of days for Michael Van Gerwen ahead. Gerwen Price is next. Plus 10 leg difference. With a 13 points, a big, big loss tonight for going Price, as it was in terms of a drop point for Michael Smith. Plus two leg difference, remember, he was 7-2 up. Could have been a real big difference to his leg difference, but unfortunately for Michael Smith, 12 points still, two points off the top. It could be a hard one for Michael Smith to see if he can get into that top four. Can still get to 18 points, but it could be a very, very tough road indeed for Michael Smith. And he got Daryl Gurney, 13 points. Sorry, in eight place, uh, play 13, eight points with a minus 18 leg difference. He is all but out. Of course, uh, if he doesn't win tomorrow night, then he will definitely be out of the race for the top four. Phil Bars joins us uh, in the bubble inside the Milton Keynes bubble for the Phil Bars Take. PB, a very good evening to you. Uh, a mad night of darts culminating in probably one of the biggest shocks in Premier League history in terms of the scoreline. And a debutant is going to be guaranteed a spot at the O2. Good
4: evening, gentlemen. Where to start? Where to start? Just an absolute bamboozled night of darts again. My my head's fried.
0: I think I think we all agree on that one. Uh, three last leg deciders, and the only one that wasn't was an absolute steamrolling. How much trouble is Michael Van Gerwen in?
4: Massive, but destiny is still in his own hands. I think if he wins three, three of the four he, sorry the three that left if he wins I think two wins will get him through just yes but but are we'll we saying 18 in sneaks
2: this. in this year I yes,
4: think, I, I think I, because it's so close I think 18 will sneak fourth
0: mm, I agree there he will need two wins and the fact I think. that
4: they've all got to play each other as well is the thing because they're going to take points off each other in all this little yeah. mini battles that's going on um, but let's not sugarcoat it. He's in huge trouble. Did
0: you see that result coming? Because we were saying about this about Peter Wright. He was obviously he been playing well enough last week to wit to lose close games when he was averaging one hundred and five hundred six. There was a there was a, an absolute pasting round the corner from anybody that was playing for him. But I did not expect Van Gerwen to get hammered like that, and he could no. have been whitewashed.
4: No, could I see could I have seen Peter Wright winning the game beforehand? Yes. Could I have seen that scoreline not in a million freaking years.
3: <laughs> I think it's
2: just, uh, it... <laughs> I just... He's not the Michael that we're used to seeing mop up these titles. There's been a lot of mid 95 averages. I was looking at his average compared to the total average on the night since the return to the bubble and he's less than 50% against it, he's only better the night average three times. Normally, he'd be the man leading it. So he'd be yeah. miles ahead. So the performances just aren't quite there. There's, there looks to be a lack of self-belief and self-confidence that we're so used to seeing him go to that metaphorical well to drag himself out of situations or to just kick on and find that extra gear. And it just doesn't seem to be there right now. The break maybe came at the wrong time for him because he did have that win under his belt on the final night before we we took the couple of days off. So that won't have helped him. But to lose in this manner to your biggest rival, who I now think has a mental edge over him, which is a massive role reversal, is huge.
4: Yeah, look. The only the only person that knows what Michael Van Gogh is thinking is the man himself. At, at the moment, I just think that someone needs to just pull him aside, slap him, and say, "Look, you are Michael Van Gogh. In. Snap out of this." Because is he that easy, but is it that uh, easy? Yeah, when you're an elite sportsman, I think it is. Because, right from the UK Open to now we know the game is there right the UK Open proves the myth about the darts is complete bollocks so it's literally between his ears for me Hmm. but there's a lack of aggression on stage at the moment when we saw the aggression the last night he looked so much better the action looked better but tonight, there was nothing. So, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Look, in two days' time, we'll know where we are. Like we said on the, the live lounge, if Michael go, if Michael Van Gogh and makes finals night, would you write off him winning the Premier League? No. But oh, no, him making... A month
2: and a bit to get ready for it as well, which I think helps. Yeah. If it was Sunday and he was sneaking
4: into the finals night,
2: like we said about Glenn going on to win it, yeah. I don't think he would have won it, but if he sneaks in and he gets a month to recuperate, gets set, get some more time on the practice board, you'd
0: gets, be a worried about 100%. gets a Grand Prix title under yeah. belt again, hundred percent, gets a Grand Prix title belt potentially as well. Like you know, it, it, it's big moments.
4: Yeah, look, this it, it, this is a funny sport. We go back to the World Championships. Everyone roves on. Peter Wright fulfills his boyhood dream. bloody, bloody blah. Go back to Noam Malik. Then one dart to knock him out. It might not have even have happened. So. It's a funny sport. Things turn around in a blink of an eye. It's just, right now, it's bleak. However, destiny is still in his own hands. I'd be more worried if it wasn't.
0: Yes, I I, I totally agree there. I, I do, mate, and I think this is a big one. Uh, obviously, we'll come on to Peter Wright a little bit more. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about performance of the night in a second, but... Glenn Durrant is there, Phil. We have worked it out. He's going to be at the O2 on Thursday 22nd of October. But boy, oh boy, again, going through the ringer somewhat. I, I, would you class this as, as, as winning a point or would you say it's Smith losing a point? Because it was a bit of both for me. I didn't know which way to really yeah. give the credit or give the blame.
4: I, th- I think there's both. Obviously, Smith missed four match starts and two legs. Um, but, from the 1-3-1 almost gave does us some belief that was lacking at the start, I think. Mm. Um so yeah, look, I, I think a little bit of both. I think Glenn showed some absolute bollocks in that game because he could have rolled over, had his belly tickled, think, Okay, tonight's not my night, I've got three more attempts to to get to the O2. But he didn't, he dug in and he is so hard to beat, it's unreal. And the last leg when you need balls of steel he rocks up but looking there was also some good bits from bully boys tonight. let's have that right as well yeah there yes, was everyone'll go on oh he missed four darts to beat him bloody blah, bloody blah, 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 blah but when you dissect a game he looked look he's fractions away from doing something big i've got no doubt about that whatsoever
0: rather interesting how long have we been saying that about him though yeah I I agree with God you know we've been talking about uh, he's always the best player to never win a TV title how long can we give him that credit that's the problem
4: can you um factually have that correct please Jar
0: well Michael Smith uh, (laughs) Michael Smith says it's not a TV title so I go with the player on this one Phil you know this
4: when it comes up on Sky does it say Michael Smith and Kyle Anderson have won TV titles
0: Michael Smith will class it, well, not class it as a TV title so unfortunately I can't no, I'll take
4: it and run though <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: um, as will Damon Yes. Hester.
3: yes. yes. yeah
4: go, go, go back to when Michael Van Gogh was 16, 17 everyone was raving this boy was the next big thing he fell off a cliff until through 2012 once that one comes along the same as with Michael He will run right. You just... just,
0: Yeah, sorry, God, just before you go, I was just going to say, imagine if he'd have won that Masters when you have two darts and three darts and then to win your first PDC televised title. Uh, We could be talking about a completely different Michael Smith at this point, couldn't we, God?
2: Well, imagine if he turned up in the World Final or the Premier League Final or Mm. (laughs) match play. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. Well, that's very true. Very the true.
2: They're bigger titles to win than the Masters, who but but, 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 but,
0: so, but the thing is, with the Masters, he had he had a dart to win that. He had three to win it. Whereas in with the match play in, in the World Championship final of the Premier League, he didn't. Yeah, I got.
2: Yeah, it wasn't very close. Just leave it that way. <laughs> um, yeah. oh no, I know. The thing is, like he is the story that everybody wants to win one and he's been spoken up and all the fellow pros say he's the best player to have not won one. Eventually, that will start getting to you. I'm not even sure it's eventually. I think it may have already have done because you look at the desperation in him to win an event every time he goes close to one of these big titles. You look at the reaction every time he misses a single double, it hurts him. I almost think he needs to get it's the thin, the skin needs to be a little bit thicker. You can't keep taking these emotional hits every time it doesn't go his way. Because that will just keep dragging you down and down and down. And then you're fighting a battle against yourself and your opponent.
0: Quickly, uh, Phil, before we go on and talk about performance of the night, uh, big wins as well for Aspinall and Anderson. Huge wins for them too. Uh,
4: Anderson... Yes, because he's almost there now. Again, he's in touching distance of of the Holy Grail. And I think one more win does him.
7: Mm.
4: He can't qualify tomorrow night, yes. Because of the scenarios, but everyone else is playing everyone else. I think one more win does him. Right. The Aspen one's a weird one. Because we've said this all Premier League, or since we've been in the bubble, he has a great win and then he shit or loses the next game. So tonight, as we're talking, yes, it's a fabulous win. But if he goes and loses tomorrow and Gezi wins, it's all undone again.
3: Mm. I, think I mean, Gary, sorry, I mean the Bruce... problem is,
2: I mentioned it earlier, is that he's been to a last leg decider in every game since i have always been back, apart from the first night. So he's not getting hammered. He's still got the confidence and the belief, but that. Like, but, timing word is going to be used again because he's, he's dropping off at that odd moment
1: where he just needs to be saying. that little
2: bit mentally stronger, doesn't he? And Mike, tonight, because it's, it's such a great, fine margins, it's a great win. and yeah, and because it's but such fine he, margins, his leg difference is, is barely moving, and he, he needs yeah. a big one to correct that because otherwise he is effectively a point behind anybody who finishes level with it
4: yeah so like I say tonight it's a great win but if he loses tomorrow it's irrelevant because then he's probably back out of the top four again the way it's all shaping up one win and mm-hmm. puts you in and out of the playoffs like nothing at the moment
3: so it's up
0: more often than me on the, uh, me uh, choosing my uh, premier League winner that's at the moment in terms of the top four, definitely. Uh, right.
4: <laughs> Too fair. Too fair. I, I was going to go more up, more up and down than a horse draws. I was just going to put that. One in there,
0: <laughs> you <know. laughs> going to go straight in there, no messing at all. Oh,
4: you know. Okay. You know what it is. Let's just
0: go yeah. straight in there. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Definitely. I mean, it's half eleven at night when we're recording this. Now, you know, sorry, it's after the watershed. Even though whatever time you're listening to this one, listener. Uh, right. Uh, performance of the night time. Uh, first time we've actually asked this uh, to uh, the guys that follow us on Twitter uh, at Official OL Darts. And uh, no surprises, Peter Wright with a seventy-two percent win uh, on that one. Uh, he was the performance of the night for our listeners and all of our social media followers. Um, Gob, uh, would you agree? There, would you say that, that was performance of the night? Uh,
2: I personally think it was me for working out that uh, Glenn Durant was qualified. Yeah, fair um, enough. Well done.
0: Congratulations. But, but
2: second option, yeah, uh, was was Snake Bite. It sounds stupid, but when there's such a level between what you're producing and your opponent is producing, it's so easy to switch off. It's so easy to just think, this one's done, this one's over, I've got this, just just keep throwing steady, throw straight, and I can't lose. And to keep going and put your foot on your opponent's head when you've got him down and, and dead and buried is, is a sign of a. It's just ruthless. It's a streak and a side to, to write that perhaps we haven't seen in that position before, especially against that opponent. Um, like I said before, I think he's got a, a psychological edge over Van Gerwen now, and that's not something we've ever seen right in that position with. I think Phil had it for a period, but that's it. We've only ever seen one other player with that edge over Michael Van Gerwen, and this could be revelational in, the PBC.
0: PB?
4: Uh, yeah, look, I think Gary Anderson, number two. and But the what Peter Wright did up, up there, he demolished Michael Van Gogh on a TV stage. Doesn't matter what anyone else does. That's performance of the night.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Uh, but I don't disagree with anybody there. Uh, Peter Wright deserves it. Um, and averaging 105, destroy Michael Van Gogh in 8-1. Uh, it's a big result. It's a big result. Getting back into the top four and has put the worry definitely uh, for Michael Van Gogh and fans all over the world as to whether he gets into the Premier League uh, top f- uh, four. But speaking of that, I do want to shout out Dozer for uh, making his way. Definitely now, it was it was pretty much guaranteed after the way it started in the bubble. Um, but uh, look, he's he's guaranteed himself a place at the O2 now, and who knows where that could lead him. Uh, so well done, does it. And well done, Snakey. Right, moving on to tomorrow night. Another night of Premier League action. They're coming thick and fast as they always are. We've only got three more nights to go in this league phase before we know who is definitely going to be joining Glenn Durant in the, t- in the finals night at the O2. Going Price against Daryl Gurney starts us off. Huge game for Gezi to try and stay in touch in that race for the top four. Gary Anderson against Michael Smith and another massive, massive game Peter Wright against Nathan Aspidal, three versus four. The reason why he does it is actually in the top four, for sure. And the league leader himself, Durant, plays Michael Van Gerwen tomorrow. Uh, Phil, game of the night for you there, my friend.
4: Right. Everyone's looking at Michael Van Gerwen against Glenn Durant. However, I'm going left field. I think the game of the night is Gary Anderson against Michael Smith. For Mm. a few reasons. One, I think if Michael Smith wins and the fact that other people are playing who they are, he's back in contention for the playoffs. If Gary Mm. wins, he's pretty much sealed second place. Yeah. Or at least a playoff spot. So that game intrigues me and the fact that it's going to be played at a damn good pace, it's going to be absolutely mint.
0: Are you going to be able to cope with that though? Because obviously, turning around the Going Prize Daryl Gurney winner or whoever you get in front of uh, of you is going to be interesting because by the time you've uh, actually probably finished the re- report and finished the interview, it'll be time to interview the winner of Gary versus Michael, won't it?
4: But to be fair, I'm nailed on that that by the time I've interviewed the winner of the Daryl Gurney Goering Prize game, I won't have uploaded it by the time the winner of that game <laughs> come up. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. let's be be fair it could could go all 14 legs and it will still be over in the blink of an eye
0: correct they they do play at one hell of a lick Uh, Gob your uh, look at this what is your game of the night Uh,
2: Peter Wright Nathan Aspinall it's massive for both obviously because the fact they're playing means that that is the reason that Glenn has qualified already but I just think it's massive for both of them Nathan can get Dragged back in, if you like, to to Wright and Van Gerwen and Gerwin-Price and even Michael Smith with a loss, with a victory. He's sort of moving away from some of them. Peter Wright gets gets left behind a little bit. That'll put him three points behind. That means he's not very likely to overtake him with two nights left. So that's ruling out opportunities for, for Snakey to qualify. It's just intriguing because of how bunched together that third to to sixth spot is. Um, And they both love a big finish against your opponent when it matters. That won't be the quickest game in the world, Phil. You'll be able to get your breath back in this one. Yes, (laughs) Um, very much so. But, yeah, I I just think that scrap (laughs) is going to be a scrap because it's Nathan Aspinall, and it it could be a high-class scrap where they both go absolutely berserk.
0: Well, I'm joining Phil Bars on this one. I'm going to go Gary versus Michael. A massive, massive game. Michael has to win for me in order to stay in touch in the playoff race. Gary, if he wins, as you say, uh, PB, that will be three straight wins for Gary and it will guarantee his playoff place. Look, I would have normally picked Dozer against Michael Van Gerwen under the circumstances, because, but because is already there, I think the only significant part of this is the fact that if Duzza's already there, it's about whether he can keep the O against Michael Van Gerwen. And if he does keep the O against Michael Van Gerwen, the, the only the only consolation for Michael Van Gerwen is the fact that one of the top four minimum is going to slip up tomorrow night because Nathan and, and Peter play each other. So the minimum he'll be is maximum he will be is one point away from the top four. Now, uh, if he loses tomorrow night, which I still don't think he will, I think he beats Guzza tomorrow night. I really do. And I still think that he will get into the top four tomorrow night. But he has to win tomorrow night. There's no doubt about that. He's got to win.
2: I don't know, actually. I think there's more on this one than, than we've just, than we've allayed to. Obviously, with Glenn, it's an opportunity to to wrap up top spot almost, if, if there's a slip from Gary at all. Um, and it's also an opportunity that, if you are, Glenn, yes, you are already there. Yes, you are looking like you're going to achieve top spot. What you don't want to be doing is then running into Michael Van Gogh in fourth spot in October.
0: Very good point.
2: A win here seriously damages the chances of that being Michael Van Gogh in fourth spot.
4: Would you see, as well, big... what helps, I think, what helps this game is that both players will know what's on the line because everyone else has played yeah so if Gary, if Gary's lost, Glenn knows a win pretty much guarantees him 25K and topping the table being the third person to do it. If he wins if tomorrow Gary... night
0: well so just to interrupt that if he wins tomorrow night, he's guaranteed second for a kickoff, and if he wins tomorrow night and Gary slips up, he will need one more point to be the winner of the league phase.:
4: Yeah, and then vice versa. No, no, Michael, Gary has to need to get at
2: least a point. If Gary fails to get a point, and Glenn does, if if Glenn beats Gary's points total tomorrow by two points, he's champion of the league phase. If he beats it by one point, then it still goes into the following night.
0: There you go. There you go. Go, 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 go. He's basically now on the, the Abacus. He's basically not the come Godfather anymore. He's the Abacus is his nickname anymore. But sorry for you, we're going to come in there with a, with a bit more of a point around that game.
4: Yeah, well, and also it's pivotal to Michael because he'll know what everyone else around him's done as well. So if regard- he needs extra yeah. motivation.
6: This yeah,
0: could be there already. But regardless of that, he will know a win tomorrow night takes him into the top four, which is why I think that this is this is possibly the biggest game of Michael van Gaal's Premier League season. Because if he loses this tomorrow night, I've got a funny feeling that we will not be seeing him in the Premier League. Final tonight at the O2 but that is for tomorrow right now though Phil bars Jack Garwood thank you so much for taking the time out as always chat with us here on the Premier League Daily well what have we learnt well goodness me we've learnt a lot Peter Wright absolutely smashes Michael Van Gerwen 8-1 off the board to go top four in the Premier League does Peter Wright Michael Van Gowen he's outside the top four in leg difference he needs to win tomorrow in order to get back into that top four Glenn Durant though has qualified he has guaranteed his place in the Premier League uh, top four with a 7-7 draw against Michael Smith. Michael Smith was leading 7-2 at one stage, but Durrant showed why. He's only lost one game in this Premier League all season long. Nathan Aspinall gets the job done against Gerwin Price in a game full of breaks, but Nathan Aspinall holds on for an 8-6 win and goes third. And Gary Anderson is also in second place. He's cementing second spot. Three points off Glenn in top with an 8-6 victory over Daryl Gurney. Despite missing ten match darts in order to get the job done, don't forget that you can join us tomorrow, seven o'clock live blog, as always on the website onlinedarts.com. You can also read our report of night thirteen right now. Make sure, of course, you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Online Darts TV, on YouTube to get every reaction from every winner of every game and a few other bits as well from Phil Inside the Bubble, and join us across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where, of course, we'll be giving lots of updates throughout the night. We'll be back tomorrow for another Premier League podcast, Premier League Daily, where we'll find out, I'm sure, a lot more about this top four, what is going to happen on night 14. If it's anything like night 13, we're going to have a hell of a lot to talk about. From all of us, take care, and we'll see you soon.